Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Tony Kale from WCLS Radio as we preview the high school football season. The Big Ten is expanding to 18 teams. IU women's basketball returns home from Greece, and Hannah Sandvik represents Finland in the under-20 European Championships. We'll have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics to Let's Talk Sports. Big Ten Conference has approved the University of Oregon and the University of Washington to join on August 2, 2024, taking the league to 18 schools. The conference added USC and UCLA last summer and will officially join the conference on the same day as Oregon and Washington. The conference will be spread across the country as conference realignment is far from over with Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah joining the Big 12. The Pac-12 will now become the Pac-4 with California, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State searching for new homes. Indiana women's basketball has returned home after a 10-day tour of Greece. The Hoosiers went 2-0 with dominating wins over the Greek All-Stars 120-50 and the Patras All-Stars 101-36. Sydney Parrish averaged 21.5 points and Sarah Scalia averaged 18 points in the two games. Scalia was injured in the late stages of Game 2, but nothing serious. Mackenzie Holmes did not play, but was with the team, as they did not want to take any chances with her knee. The Hoosiers got to take full advantage of the trip, seeing all the sights, and enjoying a memorable trip across the pond, as the NCAA allows one trip every four years. Indiana women's basketball sophomore Hannah Sandvik was not with the team, as she was playing for Finland national team at the FIBA Under-20 Women's Basketball Championships in Lithuania. Finland finished 1-2 in group play and 4-0 in the knockout stage to claim ninth place. Sandvik played and started in all seven games for Finland, scoring 67 points in 196 minutes for averages of 28 minutes and 9.6 points per game. Sandvik was 21 for 54, 39% from the field, 5 of 17 from downtown for 29%, and 20 of 24 from the free throw line for 83%. She pulled down 41 rebounds, dished out 17 assists, 6 steals, 4 blocks, and committed 19 turnovers. High school sports time, let's check the local high school scoreboard. In girls golf, Bloomington South 8th at the Bloomington South Invitational with the team score of 383. Bloomington North 10th at the Plainfield Invitational with the team score of 493. Edgewood beat Owen Valley 217 to 238. Bloomington South with 3rd with a team score of 352. And Bloomington North 13th with a team score of 449 at the Washington Invitational. Edgewood beat Sullivan 209 to 232. Brownstown Central beat Edgewood 197-214, and Brown County finished with 216 
Bloomington South beat Seymour 188 to 200. Bloomington South sixth with a score of 370. Bloomington North 20th with a score of 489. At the Franklin Invitational, Bloomington South Melanie Southern wins the individual title with a score of 68. In volleyball, Edgewood went 3-0 at the Mooresville Invite, beating Lawrence Central, Heron, and Mooresville all by two nothing scores. Floyd Central beat Bloomington North 3-1. In girls soccer, Edgewood 3-2 over Greenwood Christian Academy. Bloomington South 2-1 over Jasper. In boys soccer, Bloomington North and Evansville North played to a 1-1 draw. In cross country, girls cross country, Edgewood wins the South Putnam Puckett Invitational with a team score of 16 points, and Hannah Crane wins the individual title. Bloomington South was second with 125 points at the Terre Haute Valley Cross Kickoff. In boys cross country, Edgewood wins the South Putnam Puckett Invitational with the team score of 51, and Zane Meyer wins the individual title. Bloomington North, fourth with 163 points. Bloomington South, seventh with 229 points at the Terre Haute Valley Cross Kickoff. High school football week one kicks off this Friday. Mooresville at Bloomington North, Columbus East at Bloomington South, and Mitchell at Edgewood. All three games start at 7 o'clock. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we will talk with Tony Kale from WCLS Radio. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hey, this is Bloomington's own Emily Eman from the Big Ten Network, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. You hear him every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on the Morning Mayhem Morning Show with the coach, John Chance, on WCLS 97.7, The Sound of Bloomington, getting ready to call his 35th year of high school football and basketball play-by-play. Tony Kale joins us. Tony? Pleasure to see you, my friend. Thanks for taking the time to join me. And I know you are ready for high school football to kick back off. Yep. It's, it's hard to believe the summer flies by. I mean, I sit and feel sorry for these uh, high school and elementary and junior high students anymore because uh, when I was in school way back when, I won't say how far back because I don't want to give my age too much because I'm getting old. But we used to get out of school Memorial Day weekend, didn't go back to Labor Day weekend. But now, now these kids, their summer breaks are about almost a month shorter than what we had. But yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, having John with me, uh, you know, someone I've known uh, for 
Well, since I was a freshman in high school, someone that you, you know, just plays off of you, you know, you can play off each other really well. And we have a lot of fun. We try to be professional as much as we can and call a good game, but try to have fun at it in the process. And we do enjoy being there every Friday night. So we're looking forward to uh, the 18th on Friday evening. You will have, of course, Brown County, Noen Valley. But before we get into all that stuff, just want to touch on your career in, in broadcasting. You've been around for 36 years. You've got 35 years of football and basketball play-by-play. You're an Edgewood grad. How did you get going in all this? Are you amazed that you've done it for as long as you have? Yeah, I'm surprised that people wanted to put up with me that long, Nick. <laughs> no, uh, no, I've been blessed. Started, graduated, and you know, we used to, I didn't play football in high school. I played all the way up until my freshman year and then just stuck with basketball and baseball. But uh, we would be in the stands at the football games. And I grew up always, of course, like yourself, being a, a sports nut. And, you know, when I grew up, I was listening to my Sony Walkman. Even though my parents didn't know it at the time, I'd be laying in bed on a school night. And if it was, you know, early in the school year, some of those late West Coast baseball games, listening to Marty Brenneman, Joe Nuxall, and WLW out of Cincinnati, or maybe Jack Buck calling a game on KMOX out of St. Louis. And but just listen to those guys and end up falling asleep. And of course, Don Fisher always hesitate to call him my hero, but uh, he was someone I always looked up to just a class guy and, and looked up to him. And, you know, those are some of my influences. And so I was always interested in play by play. I would, you know, my mom and dad's bedroom was the biggest room in the house. In the wintertime, I'd be playing Nerf hoop and I'd have box scores that I would keep and even would play the national anthem on a tape or a recorder before the game. And I would, as I was playing the game by myself, I would end up, call it a play-by-play and everything. So I always kind of had a an interest in it. And then in high school, we were sitting in the stands my senior year in the bleachers, and I just started calling. I knew everybody on the team because there were some of them were my classmates. So I'd start calling the game and throw a few extra fun stuff in there. And next thing you know, I'm going to Indiana University, and it just wasn't a good fit for me. I, I love IU, but I just I didn't really do that well as a student. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't a good fit for me. It was a little bit too big for me at the time. And found out about the Columbia School of Broadcasting. So I thought, well, I'll give that a shot and graduated from that. Actually graduated with honors. Uh, the only thing I ever graduated with honors in, but then when it came to education, but <laughs> John Chance would probably second that. But uh, anyway, I graduated from there and started part-time in a radio job. Uh, did the PA right out of high school when Heck Linsky was at Edgewood, his first year, did the PA for that team. And then uh, just got a part-time radio job that worked out for my schooling and I graduated, and then that, that part-time job worked into a full-time job, and and then uh, got my first chance to call a, a high school football game the fall of 1988. It was an Owen Valley-Sullivan playoff game over at Patriot Field. Had the old wooden press box. It wasn't very large at the time. That, by the way, they have a new press box this year, so I'm excited to get to do that. But back to that story, because I like to jump around. But in that press box that night, uh, I remember sitting there. I was nervous because I didn't find out I was doing the game. The regular play-by-play guy became sick and couldn't go. And they said, hey, would you mind going and doing this? Of course, I didn't know anything about the teams or anything. So grabbed us one of the sales guys, and he went and did the collar for me. And he was a former high school referee. So we, uh, I struggled for about the first quarter and a half and then kind of found my footing by halftime, ended up making it through the game. I had so much fun after I got over the initial nerves, and that was the bug that bit me. And here we are getting ready to start year 36 or year year 35, at least in the play-by-play booth here on Friday night. 
what do you enjoy so much about it every Friday night? Because, you know, you, you call Owen Valley or Edgewood most of the time. What just keeps you fired up every Friday? Um, a lot of it's the fans. Of course, I enjoy the kids, and I've had good relationships with all the coaches uh, over the years. Probably the fans that reach out to us and uh, and let us know, you know, that they're listening. Of course, now with social media, it's much easier to get a hold of me uh, now through uh, Twitter or Facebook or Facebook Messenger, things like that, or our radio station webpage, but uh, or not webpage, but Facebook page. But you know, just the relationships over the years with the coaches, uh, the kids, just enjoy watching the kids, and especially going out playing hard, and especially when they have any kind of success and. It's all it's all about those kids on the field or on the playing court, and I'm just a small part of it, John and I, but uh, we're blessed to do it. And I just, I don't know, it's just always been a passion, sports and and doing play-by-play, and and that's just enough to kind of keep a guy going. You know, you, just, you get up there and you kind of get, I still get goosebumps, especially before the first opening night broadcast or especially during a big game, which we had a few of those last year and over the years. And, and, uh, you know, you just get excited about it. And it, it just takes me back to what I used to listen to on radio or watch on TV. Some of the legends, uh, that had all the personalities. I, I feel like a lot of the announcers, the younger generation coming to now are a lot of them sound the same, you know, and I, I really enjoyed the guys that kind of, you know, the Harry carries of the world. And, and, you know, may not have been the greatest broadcaster, but, you know, he was just a fan that did the game and, and, uh, everybody had individual personalities and styles and everything. And I enjoyed that. So that's kind of what I always kind of pattern the way I did things. You know, John and I are professional, but we have fun at it and try to entertain at the same time and not take anything away from what's going on on the field or the court. So I don't know. That, that's kind of a roundabout way answering your question, I guess. But uh, it's just a lot of fun. It, it, it's That's the most part. We have fun at it. And it's great to have a partner like John and, and uh, have the support at home with my wife because uh, she becomes radio you know, uh, just a, a single, a single woman, at least on Friday nights during the football and basketball seasons. And it's always nice to have her to come home to. So 22 years, you and John Chance have worked together. Of course, anybody that has been around Edgewood High School athletics, an alum, anybody knows John Chance, but 22 years as you guys have worked together. Of course, you're on the Morning Mayhem Morning Show together. How do you guys just keep the camaraderie alive, being around each other all the time? Well, we kind of joke around. It's like a second marriage that we have. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our work, work relationship. <laughs> I always tease him when mentioned already uh, this week. Uh, John, I know you're looking forward to Friday night. You get to spend some extra hours with me. Uh, you always look forward to that and just give him a hard time. But now John and I go back my freshman year of high school. I played, uh, he was my freshman basketball coach. He and Mick Hammett both were. And of course, you know, I've known those guys for years. And so I played for him and then had him for, had John for U.S. history my junior year. So one of my favorite all-time teachers. He really made it, I think, a lot of kids, uh, the reactions we get when we're places and students from the past come up and say hi to him and everything. But he was a great teacher and uh, made it fun and everything. And yeah, I remember the first day that I was in his class, my junior year, when he, he didn't assign seats except for one, and that was me. And he put me right in front of uh, the desk in front of his so we could talk sports uh, towards the end of class. We usually had five or 10 minutes into each class and he wanted to talk sports with me. So, so anyway, we uh, just kind of kept in touch over the years. And of course he became head football coach and I was doing a play by play at the time. So got to do the pregame interviews and cover some good teams that he coached and some great players like Robert Boltinghouse who just going into the Indiana football hall of fame this year. And of course, Bolt's over at Owen Valley now. So I see him at the OV games. Just that relationship we have makes it so much easier on the air. Uh, 
after John retired and I needed a color guy for the Edgewood games at the time because Brent Renard was helping me do for Owen Valley. And, and I think Brent had actually went to a coach a little bit uh, as a varsity assistant because he was a varsity coach at one time, but he was a varsity assistant. So I needed John full-time for football and he said he would do it. And I remember the first uh, game we did was up at South Putnam, Owen Valley South Putnam game. And he took me to a little uh, restaurant called the Mill Creek Inn, which no longer exists down the road near Stylesville. Uh, that's just down the road from South Putt. We had a big tenderloin, went and did the game and had a good time at it. And, and he's been out with me ever since. And then he retired from teaching. He's been on the morning show starting year six this year on the morning show. And so, uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun. We love to give each other a hard time. He he always tells people, they say, well, you guys don't like each other very well. He's like, oh, it's just part of the show. And then he grins. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I mean, it just makes it so easy when you've got guys. I mean, you've done play-by-play before. And when you have guys that you're comfortable with, you've got a good relationship with, you have fun with, it's, that makes my job that much easier, having someone uh, next to me that uh, I know I've got their support, but also enjoys it as much as I do. And with you too, there's never a dull moment for entertainment because now with the streaming, people listen to you guys all over the country. So they're at Edgewood, Owen Valley grads everywhere. And I know you're always shouting those guys out from all over the country that listen to you guys via streaming. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Tony Kale after this quick timeout, this is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hi, this is the 2022 Little 500 Women's Champion, Abby Teague from Melanzana Cycling, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest Tony Kale, voice of the Morning Mayhem Morning Show on WCLS 97.7, the sound from 6 to 9 weekday mornings and beginning his 35th season as high school football and basketball play-by-play announcer. Of course, Tony, we were talking about your background in broadcasting and your relationship with John Chance. Of course, you guys kick it off with Brown County and Owen Valley. Next Friday, Owen Valley, Joe White, first-year head coach. Owen Valley, 22-3 and the last two years under Rob Gibson. Went to Avon. Haven't lost a regular season game since September 24, 2021. Lost their two regional championship games. I know it's going to be hard. They've got a senior class that, you know, 
a lot of kids graduated, but you definitely think that cupboard's not bare over in Spencer. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously expectations preseason. I mean, you've got to look at it realistically. You know, you do what they had going into last season. You thought they were going to be really good two years ago, and of course it panned out that way. This year, I still think they've got a pretty competitive football team. I've had a chance to talk to Coach White. Uh, well, it'll be a couple of Fridays from the, the season opener uh, last week that John and I went over and had a chance to meet with him. And I know he's pretty optimistic. Uh, they've got young man that's very athletic that's going to be their quarterback, Eli Anderson. He can throw. He can run. I mean, maybe the fastest guy on the team. He, I mean, he's got some playing time and some mop-up duty and some games the last couple of years and really performed well. Also, they've got probably one of the better running backs in the area coming back in Kyvan Bandy. Kyvan got some carries the last couple of years behind Christian McDonald. Now Christian is of course, uh, graduated and, and moved on down to Georgetown College in Kentucky. So Kyvin's going to be the workhorse in the backfield, but they've got Braden Phillippe, uh, wide receiver. They got a few other kids. Uh, so they've got some weapons. They've got some linemen returning. Now, are they going to be a preseason top 10 team like they have the last couple of years? No, but uh, do I feel like they can compete for maybe the WIC? Uh, absolutely, I think they can. So uh, I know a lot of people are probably thinking, well, you know, what's going to happen to Owen Valley now that the last two years and Coach Gibson's gone? And I will say this about Coach Gibson. Avon got a good one. He's uh, just a great human being. I probably learned more about the game of football the last two years than I had in the previous 32, 33 years of doing this. Uh, he was, uh, I've got something educated, something new almost on a weekly basis when we covered their games or I had a chance to just sit and talk with him. And going to miss him, but I look forward to, to working with Coach White. I think Owen Valley's got a good one to replace Coach Gibson. Edgewood's got a first-year head coach and Scott Fisher. Of course, you mentioned his father, IU radio voice for football and basketball, Don Fisher. The numbers are up at Edgewood this year. They've had two 2-8 two and eight seasons with Caleb True as the previous head coach. Definitely expectations for Edgewood a little higher this year. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, they've got like you mentioned, uh, quite a bit uh, more numbers out. The big thing that's been missing at Edgewood is I felt like uh, when they got up against a very physical football team, they've kind of wilted in the past. They weren't very strong along uh, the front lines. I think their uh, weightlifting has failed in the past. Their, their program, uh, they have that fixed. Uh, matter of fact, I got a tour of the weight room last week with Coach Fisher took us over there. Brand new weight room, all new equipment. It is just outstanding, and I know they've been having 60 to 65 kids, somewhere around that number, all summer long at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning weightlifting. That's not happened in the past. Just a new commitment. Another thing, I know, uh, you know, you, you got to change the culture of a program, and uh, another thing has been lack of discipline. I know uh, the last couple of years, not knocking previous coaches or anything, I'm just giving facts here, Edgewood has struggled, uh, you know, committing personal fouls, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Every game John and I have done of Edgewood's last couple of years, there's usually two, three, if not four, unsportsmanlikes or some kind of penalties like that, personal fouls. And that's just a lack of discipline. And I think that's a big thing that's changing now for the Edgewood program. I think, Scott, I had a chance to talk with Coach Fisher. John and I did, met with him for over an hour about a week ago. And it was really the first time I met him in person, really impressed with the guy. And I think Edgewood's in really good hands. I think it's definitely going to be a program, Nick, that you're going to see. It can only go one way, and that's up from where they've been the last couple, two or three years. But I think you're going to see some strides this year. Uh, who knows? Are they going to be able to compete possibly for the WIC? I, I'm, I'm not ruling them out for that. I don't know. And we've At this point, we've not seen anybody play yet. But I think you're going to see a much better 
well-oiled machine from Edgewood. And I think after this year, the next couple of years, they've got some good younger classes. This is the first year that I can remember that Edgewood's going to be fielding a freshman team, a JV team, and a varsity squad, all three, because of the numbers are they're that far up. I know they did a phone blitz with junior high kids, and they ended up picking up 12 or 14 junior high kids for the programs down there just by calling kids on the phone and and working the phones, the coaches and everything. So he's coming in. He's doing it the right way. And uh, I think uh, Edgewood made a home run higher there with Scott Fisher. And, and likewise, I think Owen Valley did a good job with Joe White uh, replacing Coach Gibson. So, you know, we'll see what happens uh, when they lace them up on Friday night, the 18th. And we'll have Edgewood in week two. I know Edgewood opens up at home. Uh, on the red turf. So hopefully they get off to a good start. And, and then we get to a CAW on the road down at Washington on uh, August 25th uh, on the radio. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I know Grant Coffey, who's been in the slot the last few years, good athlete. He's going to be the quarterback this year. So that gives them a run pass option. I know he's hit the weights hard and he's, he's a good athlete. So uh, we'll see how Grant does at the QB's position. Of course, you've got Edgewood and Owen Valley coming up in week four. You've also got Bloomington North, Bloomington South on that same night. And, of course, IU and Indiana State now playing on that Friday night. Is that one of those things where you're like, is there any reason why all these three games can't be happening, can be moved to another night? Because that's <laughs> going to be a tough choice for everyone. Well, one thing I'm, 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 and again, this is just my opinion, doesn't make it right or wrong by any means. What makes this world great? We all have an opinion and, and, uh, you know, we all need to listen to other people's opinions and everything. But my opinion with college football on a Friday night, I just don't like it. I think Tom Allen would probably agree with that. Uh, I think I've read where he's or saw him in a press conference where he doesn't like the Friday night games because he's a good old Indiana high school coach for many years. And he's probably has the same thought as I do as far as, feels like Friday nights are for high school football. But, you know, nevertheless, it'll be exciting that night. Of course, you get the city battle with North and South. Uh, I've gotten to call that basketball game a few times. I've never gotten to call the football game because of Edgewood and Owen Valley being on the same night. Be nice to see South and North kind of have some kind of trophy to play for like Edgewood and Owen Valley uh, has since the uh, mid to late 90s with the black and blue plaque trophy. But a lot of fun. I know I always look forward to the Edgewood and Owen Valley games, and I always hope for a close game. The last few years, we've had a blowout from Edgewood. Then the last two years, pretty easy victories for Owen Valley. So they've been blowouts the last three or four years. So I'm hoping for a really competitive football game this year and and it should be a lot of fun. I know Logan Robertson from our sister station, Spirit 95, will have the call on that north-south game. And I know I know he hopes for the same. You always want just good games in those. Uh, yeah, you never want blowouts unless it's your team uh, against an opponent that uh, you just want them to kick their butt. So, you know, so I just go out and kick their butt. But when uh, those rivalry games, you want them to go right down the wire. And it's it, it's rare it happens, but it's fun when it does. I've been lucky enough to call the Edgewood-Owen Valley football, boys and girls basketball games, along with the North-South football game and and, and boys basketball. And they, they are just amazing atmospheres for sure. We only got a minute left. Are you a fan of Edgewood? A minute? What happened? Uh, we're out of time already? You have filled it up, my friend, but real quick, are you a fan of the Edgewood turf, the red turf? Um, I know a lot of people aren't. Uh, I am the only, the only thing I wish for, and I talked to Coach Fisher about this, and I don't know if it's going to happen this year because I'm sure the uniforms have already been ordered, but uh, you know what I'm talking about. When that sun starts to set on that red turf and Edgewood has those home black jerseys with those red numbers, 
it's almost impossible to see who has the ball or who's making the tackle half the time. Uh, you know, you're kind of guessing sometimes. And I don't like to do that as a broadcaster. But uh, no, as far as the red turf, I think it's unique. Do I like the more traditional turf the best? Absolutely. But no, I like the red turf. I think it's cool. And I'm glad that Edgewood kind of did that. It gives them kind of a unique, one of the few red turf fields in the United States or in the world for that matter. And I know, I think it's Eastern Washington University has it. And there may be a school in Texas that that might have red turf. But other than that, makes Edgewood unique. I know when you're flying over in an airplane, I've seen people flying into Indy will have shots of the get flying over Ellettsville with the, with the red turf. So you know where you're at from an airplane, but no, it's cool. It's just hard to broadcast once the sun goes down. I absolutely agree there. Well, Tony, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it. Congratulations to you and, and JC on 22 years, your 35th year in high school sports. We will be tuning in to WCLS to hear you guys Always have fun, always enjoy it, and call it the way it's supposed to be. Tony, I thank you for the time. Good luck this season. All right, I'll try and if you have do me do this again with me, I'll try not to talk so much. But WCLS 97.7 on your radio and online, WCLS977.com is where you can stream us at. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Tony Kale for being my guest this week. And IU Sports Men's Soccer is taking on Bowling Green in an exhibition game at Grand Park in Westfield, 7.30 p.m. the start time. Thursday, women's soccer kicks off the regular season, hosting Illinois State on Jerry Yeagley Field at Bill Armstrong Stadium at 8 o'clock. Friday, men's soccer will host Louisville in their third and final exhibition game at 8 o'clock. Saturday, field hockey hosts the Cream and Crimson Scrimmage at Deborah Tobias Field at noon. Volleyball hosts the Cream and Crimson Scrimmage in Wilkinson Hall at 2 o'clock. Sunday, women's soccer hosts Virginia Tech at noon. And field hockey will host Miami of Ohio in a scrimmage at 1 o'clock. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and Monday nights right here for more Talking Sports. This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.